0: just so you know when you swipe away from facetime it pauses so i know that I you're know. not even paying attention to me
1: i am paying attention to you uh-huh, and i knew you were going to say something to something but else too. no i was trying to get the funk travels website up so i could make some notes while we were talking uh, okay continue <laughs>
0: Hey everyone, it's Jason and Katie, and this is the Funk Travels Podcast.
1: Together we moved from America to Turkey to pursue our dream of international living.
0: And now we're figuring out how to live the expat life.
1: Join us in sharing in our experiences, the
0: ups and downs,
1: and travels along the way. Great job. Welcome to episode 39. 39. <laughs> just, I just thought, I don't know if it's 39 or not.
0: Yep, it's 39, one away from 40. We yeah. We're almost over the hill. isn't that what isn't that what it means for 40 no I think it's 50 50s over the hill
1: yes 50s over the hill
0: okay well we're kind of halfway up the hill then yeah no we're four-fifths of the way up the hill
1: technically like if we would have gone every week since when we started we'd have well not yet 100 (laughs) I thought (laughs) we would have 100 but I was like wait that would be like more than two years
0: well but if we did it on uh uh did it during the summer that we mm-hmm. took our breaks and whatnot. We'd probably be about a hundred weeks away. True. I don't know. We'd it's be not a lot important. closer. That's for sure. Yeah. It's not that important. Yeah. Okay. So How here are we been? are. Oh, yeah.
1: good. We just went out and sat by the sea and had dinner. So it was really nice. Yeah.
0: We'd had a picnic soup dinner.
1: A soup picnic dinner. Yeah. Which Soup's not really a picnic dinner, but. No, it's not. It ended up being okay.
0: Yeah. It was good soup. You did well. You made this Turkish soup that you really like.
1: It's called dün Chorbisa. And yep. it's like yogurt and, and this type of meat, I can't actually remember what type of meat it is, but you just make a broth from the meat and then you put the, yeah, it's just really good. It doesn't really matter.
0: Some sort of lamb, lamb meat.
1: Yeah. It's really, really good. So... Anyways, that was really fun, but we're not here to just talk about tonight. We can talk about like our first two, has it been two months since we've been back?
0: Yeah, nearly, right, because we got back in mid-August, like August 20th, so it hasn't been, it's been like six weeks.
1: No, but October is like flying by. Like, all of a sudden, it's October 11th, and I'm like, how did this happen?
0: Yeah, because it's October 12th, so...
1: Oh, it's October 12th today? Wow. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: it's flying by. Um. Flying by.
1: It's flying by.
0: So we did... We've done quite a bit in the last six weeks. Um, we've talked about some of it on the podcast, and then last episode was a... Uh, was a recording with our friends, Ashley and Eric, who we went to Asia with. And so we have a lot to talk about. A lot's happened in the last four weeks. Um, One thing that happened, and that's pretty topical right now, that we're going to talk about, is our visas. Yes. And as uh, I think we talked about, um, yeah, we did talk about it in two episodes ago, is that we were working... On getting all of our visa stuff all of our visa applications filled out getting those forms done because our residence permits had expired and so we had to reapply for our renewals and um, we were kind of in the midst of doing that during the recording two weeks ago but now our applications have been submitted (laughs) (laughs) and uh there's it was kind of a bit of a pain to well, get all that done.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could have been worse, and it wasn't worse. It we just had to yeah. resubmit it.
0: That's true. And you did so, it
1: all within like one a couple of hours. I was very yeah. impressed.
0: Yeah. So what happened? Um, there is this rule that we discovered. I guess some people knew this, but I didn't. That once you have your visa applications, you have five days, you do the application online, and then it gives you a PDF that you have to print. And then you have five days to get it to the five days to send it via registered mail to the immigration center. This was all good because within five days, I had it printed. We had it in the mail, maybe three days. And maybe about a week later, I'm not quite sure about the timing, we get a, Katie got a call from the immigration office and said, hey, you need to come down to the immigration office, which we were really hoping we wouldn't have to do because since it was a renewal and nothing changed, we didn't have to have an appointment, but we had to go down. So we went down and talked to the the guy and basically he said, he said that they received the paperwork 20 some days late. And this was very strange to me because I printed it and mailed it within like Three days.
1: You did. I remember. You worked very hard on it.
0: And so we're trying to say blah, blah, blah. But basically they said, like, look at this date right here. And the date was, I don't even remember what the date was. The date was like a month ago. And I said, well, that's not the date that I finished the application. That's the date I started the application. And she said, well, that's the date that we go by. So we found out that you have five days from when you begin the application to get it mailed, not from when you finish. Why that's the case, I have no idea, but that was the rule. And so we said, okay, so we just have to refill. They said, yeah, everything is fine, except you, this date is too far in the past. So we had to redo the entire application. And then we asked, well, can we just like bring it back? Can we just hand it to you? No, it has to be mailed <laughs> So we went to a coffee shop nearby, redid the entire application, got it printed, went to the post office that was like right down the street.
1: I went and bought more envelopes.
0: Yes, you did. From right down the street from the immigration office and remailed it all because of one date. It could have been worse. They could have complained about some of our paperwork or needed additional whatever.
1: There's nothing wrong with our paperwork. That was the biggest blessing though.
0: So... We got our application sent in, and we have been waiting and waiting and waiting to get the results back. Um, And I have something to tell you, Katie.
1: (gasps) Did you get them today?
0: No, I got a text message right before we started (laughs) recording from the post office saying "Really, my visa is on the way.
1: (gasps) That's so great. We were so worried about them.
0: Just mine, though. Yours, oh. <laughs> yours is still in process. Great. I don't, I don't know why.
1: Will I get a, like, a text message that says that it's on the way?
0: Yeah, you should. And so it is, I guess, technically possible that she, Katie would get rejected and I wouldn't. You would get rejected and I wouldn't. But that's pretty unlikely.
1: This happened last time, though. You got yours first and then I had to wait for mine.
0: Yeah. But it's coming. It should be here in the next couple of days.
1: So you officially have like a two-year visa.
0: Well, yeah, it's coming.
1: That's great. I h- hope I get mine too. <laughs> Will you still live here if I don't get mine? Get mine? No. You'll move. You'll move with me. Yeah, that's really yeah, sweet of you.
0: Yeah, and so this is all especially um, interesting to note because two days ago. The, the U.S. and Turkey got into kind of a diplomatic spat. And right now, Turks and Americans can't go to each other's countries on tourist visas. So there was a little... What happened was Turkey arrested um, somebody who worked at the U.S. consulate in, in Turkey. And the State Department in America got kind of upset about that and said, okay, well, now we're not going to process any non-immigrant visas for Turkish citizens coming to America. And then Turkey said, okay, well, we'll, we're not going to have non-immigrant visas for Americans coming to Turkey. And so (laughs) it's kind of childish almost. But uh, where it stands right now is like Americans could have, you can just go online and fill out this form, pay $20 and get a 90-day tourist visa. You can't do that anymore for now. Hopefully, that'll change pretty soon, um, and it'll just go back to normal. But we were a little concerned at the time that, like, how would this affect us? Because our applications were, like, pending, you know? So if there was, if the things kept on getting worse and worse, they could just, like, no. No more anything. But later in the day, it kind of got cleared up, the immigration department in Turkey said. No, it's really only the tourist visas and... Um, normal residence permits and stuff. Nothing's changing with that. And so that's good. But we're just waiting to see what happens with that. Hopefully it all gets cleared up.
1: Yeah, we do. We have heard several stories of people being affected by it, though. And so we're just really thankful that that has not been the case for us.
0: Anyway, that's good news. Our visa applications are coming and our visas are hopefully coming. And hopefully the U.S. and Turkey can get everything strained out, and then you could come. You know, Normally, <laughs> in some of these episodes, we say, hey, you should come visit us. Well, right now you can't. Yeah. So hopefully soon you will be able to again.
1: Yes. And we'd love visitors. So come on.
0: One of the other big things that we did in the last couple weeks um, was we took a trip to Ephesus.
1: Oh, I totally forgot about that. I forget how much we haven't updated people on, Uh, but we met some new friends, and they're actually like friends of friends, so like we know people who live in Germany, but we're all from the States, and then they connected us via email, and they happen to be pretty cool, so we've all hung out quite a bit, Mm -hmm. and so we took a trip to Ephesus, and we stayed the night in a hotel down there called Ayasoluk Hotel, and... Um, I actually did a little write up for it, so I'll put the link in the show notes about the hotel. But we actually went to Ephesus for a ballet in the yeah. ancient theater of Ephesus.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, Romeo and Juliet, and um, if you the the theater that we that we sat in is I don't know two thousand years old. Older than that, maybe. And Mm -hmm. it's huge. If you haven't seen it, um, Katie will probably put pictures in the show notes about it. Um, But this is also the theater um, that's mentioned in the Bible in the book of Acts. In one of the chapters there, there's a big riot that happens with Paul in Ephesus and happens at a theater. And this is the theater that we sat and watched this ballet in. Mm -hmm. And the ballet itself was... I mean, fine, if you like ballets, <laughs> it was probably good um I'm we were not so a,
1: we are just so far away we couldn't see people's faces, and I think it does make a difference when you can see people's faces. Uh, like, maybe we yeah. couldn't see anyone's face, so it wasn't that wasn't very helpful
0: I think if we the thing with ballets, if I didn't know the story of Romeo and Juliet, I'm not sure I would have followed what was happening at all. It was like it's a little no, hard to figure out there's no the words. dance there's only translation. Like, yeah, there's only dance, so I don't know. That was just spellings, but the atmosphere was really cool because it was at night, and so we're just sitting in this ancient stone theater, overlooking this wide star filled sky. Um, it was just beautiful. I was Every- really
1: everyone was excited. Like yeah, it was, was so really cool glad. that it was
0: full. I mean, there was. I don't know how many, th- There's maybe a thousand people there. I don't yeah.
1: know. Yeah. And I was probably way more than a thousand, probably really? at least two.
0: Hmm.
1: There's just, I think there was just a general like excitement in the atmosphere, like just among the people, like people were just really excited to do this because it's only open like this maybe once a year to do these things, unless there's a special event. But,
0: um, well, this is a special event.
1: Right, but I mean like other special events, but this is kind mm-hmm. of the government once a year opens it up, does three or four different shows, like an opera or an orchestra, that type of thing, and then a, and then a ballet. And I thought the ballet would be the coolest. So um, people were just really excited to go. And so we went, and it was fun, and I'm really glad we did that. So then the next day, we went to um, Ephesus, and it had been almost a year since we had gone last time and met up with some friends. mm mm-hmm. um, Ephesus is always cool to go to. I mean, you don't have to go to it every day, but um, you just always see something new when you go. And yeah. we actually did a couple of other things along like the Ephesus route. Uh, we went to Mary's house, which is mm-hmm. may or may not be Mary's house, but the Catholics say it is.
0: Yeah, it, it probably is, actually. Like
1: at some point in time.
0: Yeah, so the story is... Or tradition is that um, John, the disciple John, after um, like Jerusalem fell, after Jesus rose and and left, uh, that John went to Ephesus. There was there's like there's legend about that. Legend's not the right word. Tradition. There's tradition that John went there. And if you remember from your Bible history, Jesus from the cross gave Mary to John. She said, mother, here's your son. Son, here's your mother, or something like that. And so it was kind of thought, well, if John went, Mary probably went too. And so there's kind of a a thing about this. And then I can't remember when it was, maybe in the 19... 60s or something like that there was a nun in germany or some other country who or was just, like
1: you're just making stuff up now
0: no no just the specifics i'm making up but the okay. gist of the story is right the nun it was like blind or invalid or something who had like never she doesn't like leave her room or whatever but one night she had this vision and of this place of Mary's house and like described it all in in detail about where it was and how to get there. And they, it was like so detailed that some people funded an expedition to go look. And so they took her notes and they went and they looked and then they found these ruins, like in the exact place that she said that they would be. And that this was this is where Mary lived. And so from then on, they did a bunch of excavating and kind of built a little chapel to her there. And kind of since then, it's been a a pilgrimage almost for, for Catholics to come see where Mary lived. And uh, I think the Pope came. It's like pope so John much, Paul II. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. And there's like a Pope that he came and like there's a plaque everywhere that he prayed. Um, but, I mean, so much so that there are roads that are kind of that are sponsored to like get people out there. Uh, so some of these really nice roads in different areas are actually sponsored by people to help people get out to Mary's Yeah, like house. paid for. Paid yeah, for by paid for Americans, by, or
0: Catholics mm-hmm. who want better roads get to mary's house yeah
1: yeah it's it's really interesting it's well taken care of um and ironically none of the money actually goes to mary's house like it actually goes to the government and there's a sign that says that on the The outside
0: the money you use to get in like you have to pay a fee to get into it yeah Yeah. you have
1: to pay a fee it's like ephesus costs i think forty dollars to go in and it takes forty lira to go into. And then inside you can go into this covered area for 15 lira, I think, or 20. But it, it can like literally take you three or four hours to go through. Mary's house cost 20 lira per person. And there is not that much to see. Yeah. I was I was appalled at how much it cost to go in there. Yeah. And, and I the- was appalled for, for like the money not even going to the place. That's yeah. how much it cost.
0: The thing about it, too, is that it's not actually Mary's house. It's like a little church built on the location of Mary's old house. Like, there's no ruins of her old house. It actually made me think about um, when when I was there, thinking back to, like, my dad's house. And the house that I grew up in, is it's not there anymore because a, a while back, they tore it down and built a new house. And when they did that, they actually like a re-landscaped some of it, moved some of the the land around so it looks different. And when I go back there, it doesn't feel like I'm going back to my house, like my childhood home, because it's everything is completely different. You know, there's there's a couple sheds that are in the same place and but the driveway is in a different place. The house is in a different place. The hills are in different places and and so it just doesn't feel like home. And so in the same way, I think with Mary's house, like there's nothing that's the same, just the land. It's like Mary kind of walked on this land, but the house isn't there. The every They've redone the hills and it's just different. So I think it's kind of an odd place to have a pilgrimage to where it's just like, well, Mary was here. Mary lived here, but there's no here that mary lived anymore
1: yeah but um it was a very beautiful place i have to say that like there's just trees everywhere um and it was calm and quiet and
0: on top of it's on top of a mountain yeah it's
1: on yeah it's on top of a mountain
0: yeah but
1: it was very serene it was a very quiet quiet lovely place they did a really good job of making it beautiful yeah so
0: yeah definitely but
1: I, yeah. Um and then the other thing that we did was go to the grotto of the seven sleepers. And that is a story I am I always mess up. Do you remember yeah. the story?
0: Yeah. Basically I only remember it from what our friend said, so it might be totally wrong. But basically <laughs> there were these these seven guys who were Christians and were like being doing missionary stuff and this was quite a long time ago and they were doing uh good works and then the the leadership changed and then they started getting persecuted and so they kind of like ran and hid in these caves and they were in these caves and then like god put them to sleep inside of the cave so that they could like sleep until their work was finished or something. And then like a couple hundred years later, somebody like stumbled across these caves and uh, like woke the guys up and, they were like, Oh, how's it going? You know? And then they were like, <laughs> Hey, what's we're up? hungry. And so let's go down into town. And I guess not realizing that it's been a hundred years that they were sleeping. And so they went down and, and figured out, Whoa, man, it's been a couple hundred years or whatever. And then I can't remember what they did, but then they went back to the cave and went back to sleep, I guess. Something it, it, like that. But I mean There's not much there. There's it's not, not much of, there. So I'm not sure where it's the ruins that
1: they haven't fully excavated, it seems. Yeah. So that's Ephesus. We went to Ephesus again.
0: The hotel we stayed at was really nice.
1: Yeah, it was it was a really beautiful hotel. And it even funnier was that the wife of the owner is from Colorado.
0: Yeah. It was pretty cool. Oh, she had a kind of a strange accent. The, yeah. It, it seemed like she wasn't an American, but is she there wants, like a yes.
1: such thing as like a Coloradian accent? But she's also been kind of in and out of Turkey in there a while. And maybe speaking a different language can give you a different accent. I don't know. I've lost my southern accent, except for I say things like y'all. 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 Can't get rid of that Ol. one. All.
0: Uh One other thing I wanted to talk about is that we, we rented a car to get down to Ephesus this time and we always rent it from the same place and this place has the strangest policy and that is a lot of places where you rent a car you can you pick up the car and it has a full gas tank and then when you drop it off you need to fill it back up or they'll charge you like double what it is double the price to fill it back up for you but this place has an empty to empty policy where they give you the car and the gas tank is practically empty and you bring it back and whatever gas is in it, like they don't, you know, they don't charge you. And so this just, it's, this is an absurd policy for me and I, I can't figure out why this is the case.
1: Because you have to go right away to fill it up, like yeah, right after you get it. Yeah, the first thing you
0: have to do is go. And there's a gas station not too far away, and so that's not that big a problem. But the problem is knowing how much gas to put in it. Because you don't want to fill it up because any any gas that's left in the car when you return it, that's just wasted money, right? And so the thing is what I don't understand is what they do with the gas in the tanks when you return the car. Because inevitably, there's going to be a quarter of a tank, an eighth of a tank, or if you're dumb, a half a tank of gas in there. What do they do? We've rented many cars through there, and they're always like empty, like light flashing empty. And so I have to think they that either one, everybody is pretty good with getting it back empty, or two, they siphon the gas out afterwards which is just nuts because then what do they do with it sell it sell it i don't know it just seems like so much work and so the thing if if the world is logical right it's not if but, but, if, it, can... but if it is then it's possible for you to get a car that has like a quarter of a tank of gas in it because the person who came ret- just returned it still had a quarter of a tank in and the most logical thing for them to do is just give it to you anyway yeah but otherwise i just can't i just can't understand and it just causes stress because you're always driving with like less than You know, the smallest amount of gas that you think you can get away with, which is not actually very good for the car itself because, you know, if the gas tank gets too low, then um, the fuel pump has to work harder because there's not a lot of pressure and and blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, and here's my thing about this is that the first couple of times they didn't ask about it. They didn't ask if we went through tolls and if we have to pay them, blah, blah, blah. But the last few times they have asked us, did you go through a toll? And we would say yes, and then we have to pay extra money to pay for those tolls.
0: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too it's much. It's not that more, much. But it's like
1: maybe 8 or 10 lira, a couple of dollars. But when you're already leaving gas in the car, like if we leave any gas in the car, I'm like I'm not. I don't want to pay for those tolls. Like, what are you gonna do? That you're gonna use that gas? Yeah. So why are it you? Seems asking Seems like us to tolls pay?
0: should be included in it the totally price of your be car included. rental. But
1: yeah, especially if it's unlimited and you can drive it anywhere. There's no. There's no rules yeah. on that. So because I guess
0: we could have just lied about it and then you and know, say
1: no. I'm sure that everyone else does. But yeah, they're going to get a bill. But or, or I don't know. They yeah, may just need I to guess. fill it back up.
0: I mean, they would be able to go back and say who had the car at this time and and blah blah blah. But whatever Anyway, it just it just bothers me. The reason we use this company is because one they're pretty close to our house and to so walk there. And two they're open on Sundays and so we can take the car back on a Sunday. Most other places are not open on Sunday and so if we rent it on Friday, we can't bring it back until Monday. And so there's usually that means there's another day. Cuz there's another You have another, to pay for 3 days. Yeah, cuz there's a 6T car rental place that's pretty close to the other one that I would prefer to use because we can do like online reservations and whatnot. Yeah. Well in the
1: they we used them in Spain too. We had a good yeah, experience. And we like them.
0: them. Yeah. They're like an international company where this one is just some local place and their cars aren't that great. Um, and I'm sure six T's cars would be better. But, but they
1: are the cheapest that we have found.
0: But they're the cheapest because because we can usually take it back on Sunday and save a day. Yes. Because otherwise we'd have to take it uh, one day longer and so that would make it more expensive. Because yes. 6T's prices aren't that much more than, than yeah. Unless other we
1: Unless we just rent it for one day from another place. Like we pick it up in the morning and we drop it off in the evening. But yeah. not everybody's open late on a Saturday either. Yeah, so you have that was, to be back That was by the other time. problem
0: with 6 is they weren't open. They're not open that late. So, so
1: here's, here's one of the woes of living in a city of 4 million people and not owning a car. Is you have to deal with rental cars and you have to figure out what to do and this is what we're doing yeah. right now. And it's but not that
0: bad. Oh, I just thought of another rental car uh antidote. So in when we were in what country was that? We
1: were in Romania. But we Romania. we need to do a whole episode on this.
0: No, in I just, Romania
1: you can tell about it.
0: No, I want to tell about it now. Okay. When we were in Romania, I for whatever reason I have bad luck with car rentals. We I
1: don't <laughs> I don't understand it. It's only been since, since we've been overseas, right? Yeah,
0: Romania was the third time that we've had damage on our car rental. This one was not. This one was not my fault because we didn't even know about it until we got back. And like the rear, there was like a lens on the light or whatever that was cracked somehow i don't know if somebody else bumped the car or what happened it could
1: have been from anything
0: could have been from anything but they said it happened while you had it so you owe us all this or so whatever and so i at the time i said no i i don't think we did this um and the video i had taken of the car didn't get that little corner of the car um, I could take a video of the car before we leave just so we can say, look on this video, this is not us. Anyway, so I couldn't tell for sure. And so at, when we dropped off the car, the lady said that they have their own records. And so they'll look at the repair records and can compare and make sure that it did happen. Anyway, this happened in when were we in Romania? June. June. So, like almost three months later, I get an email from them that says, hey, by the way, we finally reviewed your damage case, and you owe us 100 euros or whatever. Because 180 de- euros. 180 euros, because we determined that it was your fault. I was not happy to receive this email, because I had already gotten rid of that. We had carried this paperwork, Romania, all through Asia, all through America, and we were going through all of our paperwork in America saying, what do we need? And I think I got rid of it then. Which I, I would
1: not have done. We also took pictures because I thought this might happen. No. Yes, there's pictures. I found it and I sent it to you.
0: I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, I wrote back and said, listen, company. This it's is exactly been,
1: how you wrote that email, wasn't it?
0: It was It was kind of uh, was a, a little, little, do a little bit Do you want to take a picture a little of little that and put it in the show notes? No. Um, <laughs> but basically what I said was, because they said you're going to have to... We're going to have to charge this money. I said, listen, it's been three months since I rented this car. I got rid of the paperwork because... This you is, never wrote me back. Because you never you never called me back. I just assumed it was fine. The hold you have on my credit card is long since expired. So I don't even know how you're going to collect the money f- from my credit card because you don't have a hold on it anymore. And so what do you want to do? And so a few days later, they wrote back and said, okay, well... I have good news for you. We're going to not <laughs> charge you any money. It's <laughs> like, okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we got out of that one. And so I was I was happy. It would have been fine because we could have done another credit card <laughs> insurance claim insurance. on it. But- I was
1: actually thinking what... Um, what rental cars, like what countries we've had issues with. And I think it was Spain. Spain was one of our first one. Whenever you close the doors wrong on the back of the vehicle.
0: That one was my fault.
1: Yes. Cyprus, where we went down a road that wasn't actually a road and we like had to drive through a river. That one was your fault. Yes, technically.
0: <laughs> well, I was driving, but you It said, looks like a road and that down it this was way. Oh my
1: gosh, it was not a road. It, and I wrote about this in our blog post and I was like roads are not always roads on the Google map on Google Maps yep. in Cyprus. It was really bad. I just thought we went all this way and we're gonna have to turn around. And Jason's like, "No, we're not turning around." And you just went for it. <laughs> so I don't actually know if it's my fault or if it's your fault for being a little bit stubborn for not going back. But we um, couldn't
0: have gone back. I I don't think we would have made it back.
1: It just would it would have been really really hard. It was it was awful. So um yeah we were that happened and then the guy was like so it's kind of beat up on the bottom. We're like yep all right just let us know send us a bill and then, <laughs> um. What was it? Romania. Romania. Was there another one? I feel like there was a fourth one. But seriously, in the year that we have been gone and three different rental cars that we've had an issue with, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous.
0: But never in Turkey. So.
1: Not yet. But don't (laughs) say that. (laughs) So, um, but yes, if you want to know that your credit card covers things like this, as long as you pay with your credit card, your credit card should cover these well, types of incidences.
0: Maybe. I Unless mean, if your credit card... If your card has... The that type auto of insurance. thing. Yeah. Don't yes. just... You should check first, no, dear check, listener.
1: Yes. Check um, to make sure they have auto rental coverage. Also, make sure that you know your car is not a cargo vehicle, that it's actually like a regular car because apparently... They don't cover things. They don't cover cargo vehicles. They only cover regular cars. And yeah. apparently one of our cars was considered a cargo vehicle, but it wasn't because it, it wasn't on our rental. Right. So, anyways, all those things. We are done with that rant. We are gonna move on to the next thing. Did you have something else? You no. have like a list.
0: Nope, my list is my list is done. My list
1: is done. The last thing that I'm gonna to bring to this podcast is that Jason surprised me with a date night.
0: Yes, I did. And this, I should say, we talked two episodes ago um, about things that we've learned and whatnot. And one of the things that we talked about was my intentionality. And so this was a direct result of that.
1: Yes. We, we did, after we came back, we did have, we had a couple of really, I think, difficult conversations where we were just kind of like, something needs to change. Like we need to be more intentional with each other. We need to spend more time just being different, like loving each <laughs> other. <laughs> I just, just being different. No, different. Like um, I, I just think need
0: you to change everything about you. No,
1: that is not true because it was both ways, um, and I think you've done a much better job of this than I have. But um, I, th- I think we both just had we just were at a point where we had let a lot of things just go since we were first married. And I think that's normal. I think that happens sometime around year four and five where you get used to things and you have your routines and you work and it isn't like Everything's not new, and there's also things that you start to get annoyed by. Um, some things that I do, things that you do, um, habits, characteristics that, like, yeah, you just have to kind of. We needed some renewal <laughs> in our relationship, um, and so yeah, we we both talked about it, and I think you you have done such a good job of this. since we had that conversation and I am really thankful and so that's why I meant I wanted to mention date night because um we don't next we don't necessarily do a date night like a regular date night we talk about it sometimes but then we don't end up doing it um but we're together a lot so sometimes it just isn't necessary (laughs) but um you actually said Okay, this night I have something planned. Don't plan anything. And so you marked it on the calendar. We didn't plan anything. And you actually came up with an idea. And this is what you did when we were dating. So it was, and I love it. Like, it's just really fun that you do this. Um, I love surprises and not everybody does, but I love that he thinks about these things and that he'll think of something that I would want to do and then actually plans it and then, he's really good at not giving it away either. Like I think of something and I haven't said it to him and he's able to figure it out. But I like literally cannot figure it out if he has come up with some plan. Um, and so you come up with a plan and then we went out and it was really fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, so what did you do? You didn't do? say what it was. Yeah. I know. So basically he bought tickets to, um, it's like a quartet, right?
0: chamber orchestra a
1: chamber orchestra um and so there were five different women playing instruments there was a harp and a violin a viola a flute and a cello. and then there was one uh composer who kind of who sang and then also did all of the uh music musical arrangements and well uh, i mean
0: he did do the music he wasn't a composer he was he was the tenor Yes, he was, he was a tenor, but also was he just it, a singer.
1: No, he. It also was written in the program that he actually, like, r- did the. It might not have been a new song, but he did arrange it in the way that he wanted it to be played. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why his name was on everything, but he wasn't actually singing everything. Is because oh. he organized how it was going to be played, and then sometimes he was singing, sometimes he wasn't. Got it. Um, but it was. It's not that far from us. We can. We literally. Walked to dinner and then we walked to this open air theater, which is in a park near our house, which is really close to the sea. And they even had some of the it wasn't open fully on the top, but they did have some of the slats open so you could see the sky, which was really fun.
0: Yeah, actually, it's not that nice of a theater.
1: I think it's nice.
0: I mean, it's kind of it's cool. This for is what why it is. I really
1: like surprises, is because I think it's awesome. And but then like, Jason says, No, it's not that cool. It reminds
0: me of like a high school auditorium. It does like, kinda
1: look like that.
0: Yeah, it's not that like swanky.
1: I think it's really cool though that it opens up in the top.
0: Yeah. Yep. It is so cool, it, but it's so not. Anyways, surprised.
1: we went and it was fun. Jason almost fell asleep a few times, but I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah. It you were also good. really tired. Yeah.
1: And what I loved about it was that there wasn't... It's not a huge place. So it was a smaller group of people in the audience. And then the last uh, three or four songs were all Turkish songs that he had arranged. And people people knew them. So they were... They're kind of old Turkish songs that everyone kind of grows up hearing and singing. And so like, he'd actually want the audience to sing along and i knew enough turkish by this point to actually repeat things that he said so i just thought it was really fun to have this group of people who didn't know each other kind of sing together and all of a sudden you feel like you're just one big family listening to these people perform yeah i really really enjoyed it so thank you for taking me on a date and being more intentional this last couple of months
0: you are welcome